It's May 19th, 2017, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. We were thinking, well, we did a podcast after the interview, didn't we? And we were looking at each other going, Was our last podcast back in it? February? Yeah, How it? did that like, happen? No, no, we didn't. I'm like, Oh, God, it's been months since <laughs> we've done a podcast. Flies Time flies. When you're having fun. Here we are. And well, lucky for you, school's over. Is school over, over? Almost. almost. It might as well be, for heaven's sakes. They've finished <laughs> the last test, the final grades have been turned in, and they are literally just, just killing time. waiting it out. Oh, good gravy. Yes. I think May 31st is our last day. Official so, last day. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we've got multiple field trips, and I, in fact, I went with them to the zoo. This is my son is in second grade. I was a chaperone. And thank goodness I made it back. But it was, I had never done that before. I say, I, I now I can check that off my list. Yes, you survived a field trip with small children. I did, yes. Yeah. Around wild animals and, Around, and yeah. steep drop offs and mm-hmm. crevasses. And you didn't throw anybody into, I, into the bear pit no, or I didn't. No. And we made it out. We, we had a great day all day. In the last 10 minutes, the skies opened up and drenched almost everybody. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Wow. So that's fun, riding back on a bumpy um, school bus with wet, wet eight-year-olds. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Sure. Well, this is Matthew. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and why am I suddenly blanking on your other son's name? Is Nathan. That, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I get for not really podcasting for three months. All right. Um, so Nathan's in what? Nathan's still, still in preschool. preschool. Yeah, he's yeah. two. Okay. Yeah. God, I'm like, Yeah. I just, well, and Matthew will be nine. In August. August. Oh, I know. We're getting old. I know. I'm almost so about so to have fast. a third grader. When did that happen? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's cool, though. But, but also, he did this, like you say, scored his first goal in soccer. Yeah. So he typically plays a defender. And mm-hmm. I told him I was going to talk about his soccer so I could um, really talk him up. He was going to be really excited. He's had two amazing shots on goals recently. And in the last few games, he actually did get his very first goal in a game. So. Oh, cool unbelievably excited yeah. and yeah that's always really cool because well, we play some really hard teams yeah. it's been challenging well once he made the goal was he use- useless after that or did he just <laughs> run around the field going yay me <laughs> yeah everybody cheered and he got lots of big hugs and and he's actually showing more interest in um, playing goalie now interesting uh, which is new and yeah. so he asked for goalie gloves for christmas which he got and then we have a new brand new big goal in our front yard mm-hmm. so he gets my husband to shoot on him all the time and you know makes those miraculous saves and i blame it on youtube because he will watch these professional guys do these you know awesome goalie shots and there's you you don't have to look far to find those video compilations Mm -hmm. where it's just goalie shot after goalie shot and amazing soccer tricks and all this kind of stuff well he watches that all day long well you need to show (laughs) the ones where the guys get hit in the face right yeah where they get bonked on the side of the head and carried off on a stretcher yeah yeah Yeah. so Uh just so he understands yeah no right now it's we're good he's not much fear yeah pretty fearless so We'll see okay. where that goes, but oh, cool. Anyway, so yes, we're we are a soccer family for we're sure. A soccer family, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, the um, the only thing that's really I think big that's happened between last podcast and this podcast was the um, AIA's convention was at the end of April, 
Mm-hmm. And, down um, in Florida, right? Yeah, down in Orlando. Everyone's like, why is it in Orlando? What's in Orlando? Why are we going to Orlando? So so attendance was way down. Oh, really? Yeah, people were Disney not, was not the big draw. People were not happy. They're like, well, I'm not going to go to Orlando. Interesting. You know? So it was, it was uh, less attendance, but it was still, I mean, I, I'm thinking, okay, less attendance. It's still packed, but there aren't as many people. I'm thinking... Huh. So I guess the, the regular you know ones in like regular ones, the ones in you know like bigger cities like you know Philadelphia or whatever, I'm like holy crap, this is bigger than I thought. Yeah. But I was talking to a couple of the guys from AIA Orlando, they were at the LGBT reception, and um, they said they weren't given, they were supposed to do it in 2019, and national office called them and said, can you do it in 2017? Oh. And they were like. <laughs> compressing four years of planning into two years. Oh, good grief. And getting everything ready in a very compressed amount of time. They said it was just the last two years have been crazy. I can't even imagine. Orlando yeah. office just trying to get everything pulled together. And, you know, it's the hotel rooms. It's the conference room space. I mean, just all the whole hoo-ha. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was still well attended. And six people from Dallas went and got their fellows. So yes, like, they did. I remember that. Marcella Body Rhodes, yeah, and Bob Borson and Michael Malone. Those are the three that I knew. Uh-huh. Um, now, granted, the ceremony I wouldn't want to attend. I ran into someone else who went to the fellows reception or a fellows ceremony, and they're like, "I'll never do that again." Like three and a half <laughs> hours of you know, oh no, just you know, reading like a paragraph about everybody who was being honored and brought oh, out on course. stage and given yeah. their whatever. Well, it's their one moment, right? Yeah, I guess so, but. I mean, you know. it's, I shouldn't say one moment, but one, it's the chance they get to become a fellow. Yeah. And then yeah. it's all downhill from there. Yeah, it's all you guys downhill. have peaked. Yeah. It's all peaked. over. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I ran into Marcella. Uh, as we were staying at the same hotel. She, was, she, she said, yeah, the, the thing is on Friday. She goes, I'm going to miss some really good classes. And I'm like, but you're getting your fellow. <laughs> I think it's okay. She goes, right? Yeah, it'll be fine. It's kind of like graduating <laughs> with your PhD, you yeah. know, for architects. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a big it deal. It takes a really long time to to get all of the qualifications Pushes and together and yeah, yeah, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, um, so it's kind of cool that said that some some of the people we knew were actually being honored. So yeah, that's, that's neat. Um, of course, the big thing was Michelle Obama speaking, and that was I don't know how they managed that. I don't know who landed that, but. Somebody needs a big fat pay raise because it was her <laughs> first public appearance after the White House. She hadn't spoken publicly anywhere, and they managed to get her for the conference. And for uh, I was telling you know we were talking earlier and overheard one of the product reps uh, at dinner one night, and she said for two hours there was nobody on the expo floor. It was completely empty because everybody. Everybody was crammed into the main hall. Yeah, they promoted it a lot to yeah. make sure everybody knew she and, was uh, coming. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I have no doubt because she wasn't scheduled. I think they were supposed to, she was scheduled to speak at 12.50. And we got back from something at 11.50. And I thought, oh, good, 11.50, 12.50. I got to grab something to eat real quick and whatever. The line was already backing up down the halls oh of the convention center. There was the lobby area in front of the hall was full. And the hallway coming down from that, there was like a down a ramp going down to the lower level. Lines backed up down the ramp. Lines backed up through the doors going towards the expo hall. I mean, just Crazy. nuts. And they opened the doors, and you know, for those two hours, waiting for her to get there. For one thing, she was a little late. 
Nobody moved. I mean, it was just packed. Nobody moved. I it was it was great. I mean, everything you would expect. I mean, articulate, funny, thoughtful. You know, she has she has no interest in being in politics. She goes, I don't have the temperament for it. And we'll just tell you straight up how things are, and you've got to be very diplomatic. And she goes, and I am not a diplomatic <laughs> person. Um, the interesting thing she said, what what they've experienced, they, um, the dogs, the first time the doorbell rang at the house, the dogs didn't know what to do because they'd never heard a doorbell before in their lives. Right. Because there's not one at the White House. And so that was kind of odd. Um, well, and they're probably terribly bored without hundreds of people around them all the time. Probably so. Right. You know? But she's like, you know, she goes, I get to answer my own door. I got I get to go to my own front door. That's pretty it. wild. And that's a very big change. And her daughter can sleep with her bedroom window open. She goes, I was in the backyard huh. one night about 1030. And I looked up and my daughter had her bedroom window open. She goes, the only time that happened at the White House there were protesters in front and, and on Pennsylvania Avenue, and her daughter could hear them from the bedroom, and she's, like, on the front corner of the White House. Oh, wow. Um, and so she opened the window to hear what was being, because it was almost a, a kind of almost a buzzy sound. Yeah. Because he wasn't, you know, loud, just that kind of background noise, and she kind of was, like, that just curious, curious right? and sort of soothing in some ways, kind of because it's a hum versus a yell, that kind of thing. And... Of course, security people all over the White House going nuts because there's a window open. Mm-hmm. And we've got to tell her to get it closed and get that window closed. She's like, can you understand those windows are like really heavy frames and like really thick glass? She goes, I don't know how she got it open in the first place. <laughs> but somehow she managed to, and of course, it never got opened again. Right. Because it's, it's a total safety and security issue. Oh, yeah. But yeah, um, so that was great. I mean, it really was. It really was interesting to hear her. Like, you know, going to... Denver and hearing Colin Powell speak. I mean, you know, this is not a man, you know, head of the Joint Chiefs, not a man you would think would be funny, but is hilarious. Yeah. You know, so to have those opportunities to, to hear people like that. Yeah, very memorable. It was, it was amazing. So, yeah. And next awesome. year's in New York. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, because that's not going to be packed. <laughs> yeah. And New York doesn't have enough convention space to hold everything in one place. Oh, dear. So, apparently, things are going to be spread out across the city. Oh, that's kind of strange. That's going to be kind of interesting. I how they're going to do that. I don't know. Lots of shuttles, which will be very well, annoying. Well, how, how do you shuttle bus through Manhattan? I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, you Probably know. not well. Yeah. I was thinking, well, I could stay with Will over in Queens. And I'm like, okay, leave Queens, get on the train, take the you know, subway over. Where do I get off at what station? And how far am I from the convention place? And, and then what's... Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. Hmm. So... Um, but looking forward to it. So, yeah, that should be fun. So yeah, so in between, so that happened at the end of April. I was here a week, and then the, the following week, James and I got on a cruise ship and we're at sea for a week, which you know really is awful. We thought we, but that's what we thought we might talk about today because it was, it's just fascinating because you think, okay, it's a cruise, you're on a you're on a boat, blah blah blah, drinks, pool, cruising around the Gulf or whatever it is not a big deal but you don't think or probably most people don't think there's an architecture to it I mean there really is you're looking at a boat you think oh it's a boat but the shops the bars the uh, entertainment venues just the pool area all that stuff is architecture and Mm -hmm. we don't often think of that as being architecture because it's just 
entertainment, I guess. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, we were on the boat, and, and you know, our friend Greg was like, it's like being in a floating Vegas, and it was. It is. It is, because yeah. you've, you've done this before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we've been on a couple of cruises. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like you've got architecture, interior design, almost in a sense urban planning because mm-hmm. you have to know the transportation routes, how to get people from one end to the other. Well, how do people get on and off the boat yeah. as well? It yeah. all has to be a well-oiled machine, and if the architecture doesn't support that, it's a giant mess. Yeah. 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 The corridors have to be the right size. The stairways have to be the right size. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's if hard. any piece of it is not designed well, it's a big mess. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and you know, you think about the staterooms because they're, t- they're small. I mean, we had a balcony room, so it felt bigger. But mm-hmm. The reality is, they're unless you're getting a suite, right. they're pretty much they're all tiny. the same size. Yeah, um, you know the the incredibly tiny but efficient bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never getting two people in the shower. No, you're sometimes lucky to get one person in the shower. I mean, it's just that tight, um, but incredibly efficient, and to the point that we got everything unpacked, everything got put away somewhere, and the suitcases were under the bed. And it all fit. And you didn't have to be tripping over things while you were enjoying your stay. And No. I mean, that was the amazing part. It's like that's the kind of, you know, just that amount of planning happening to get everybody on the ship. And we're talking 3,200 people. Mm-hmm. And that's small. So it was just interesting. And, of course, like um, like getting good gay men, I was telling Laura, <laughs> um, they, they actually had on the schedule every night at 6 o'clock an LGBT reception in one of the bars. Well, of course, they had everything clumped together in like little groups of four. Like little lounge tables. Little lounge like tables you would and little, yeah. very actually comfortable you know, chairs. Really uh-huh. nice. Except, of course, there were more than four of us. So what do we do like good gay men? We just rearrange all the furniture. <laughs> everybody pitch in. It's time to redecorate. Yeah, everybody pitch in. We're going to move chairs and tables and this and that. And, and uh, you know... We were always there for like an hour, hour and a half or so because it was like right before dinner and people kind of coming and going. I'm picturing somebody being in charge with their, their hand on their chin and, and pointing. Oh, no, no, right? no, no. We just all kind of, you know, adjusted. It was a group maybe, effort? Yeah, group oh, effort. Oh, okay, good. And uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, we get up and leave and they're probably looking at me and going, son of a... <laughs> now we got to move it all back again? Uh-huh. Darn it. So, and that was like every night on the boat. So I'm sure they were just thrilled with us. But, um, but yeah, but it was just, it's just amazing. I mean, you, you think about, because like you said, you don't think about it as being architecture, but mm-hmm. it is, it is everything. I yeah. Mean, you know. It's incredibly well planned. And the staff members are unbelievably trained. Mm-hmm. I was always impressed with how professional they were and friendly and, mm-hmm. and they're from all over the world. Yeah. That was the really interesting yeah. part too, is they're like your your the person that takes care of your cabin is from somewhere in the Caribbean, and some the person that's serving you is from Europe, and yeah. you know it's they're from everywhere. It's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only challenge for us was at dinner, and they they had set it up new so that there was a waiter, and then there was a person who handled like bread, water, and drinks. Okay. Well, the woman woman we got was from China, and James is trying to order a gray goose and cranberry. Oh dear. And she didn't understand what a gray goose was. And she was like, Great, gray goose? He's like, vodka and cranberry. It's a gray goose. Vodka. She's writing it down. She's got no idea what you know, she's thinking, <laughs> why is he ordering goose? That's not on the menu. Yeah, you know? we don't have that. We don't have that. <laughs> so she wrote it down. Of course, comes back just fine. Right. You know? Yeah, the bartender understands. Yeah. But it was just just 
a challenge, you know, because she hadn't heard that uh-huh. before. Um, but yeah, and of course, when we were talking, uh, actually, James and Tony, because we went with our friends Tony and Greg, because it was really for Greg's birthday, and and it was we just tagged along. Essentially, Tony said, "Please come," because um, that was our first time, and uh, you know, we're not one to pass that up. But um, Tony and James did like on the first full day of travel, they did a um, cupcake decorating class. Oh my gosh! Of course. There's a little cupcake store there, How and cute. little mini cupcakes, big cupcakes, and they were really good. But <laughs> um, so they did this cupcake class, and the guy was talking. The pastry chef had been um, on the ship for a while and was now focused just on that part of the, you know, that portion of the ship dealing with the cupcakes and handling all that. But he had been in the kitchens, and he was talking about what it was, and it was three floors of kitchen. Wow. And 250 chefs. And you don't I see, can't even get my head around that. Too. You don't see any of this. No. You don't see any. All you see is the pretty. Yeah. You don't see, you, you think, you know, think about how the size of the ship, and then you think of the stuff that you just see on the front, so to speak, and how much is really happening behind the scenes and the, you know, the architecture of that, because all those corridors have to connect, all those, you know, the kitchens, the bar service area i mean there's there's got to be all that connection to make sure that everything works the way it's supposed to just fascinating well and i just think about like you know in, in a normal building you have a whole backside that is sort of the utility and and the loading docks and yeah. how you get stuff in and out and the dumpsters yeah. and and all of that and like those bars have to be replenished every mm-hmm. night and every night. and all of the Ice. food and the yeah and the oh. trash and just it's unbelievable like oh, yeah. i yeah, it would be fascinating to get a behind-the-scenes tour. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they do that or well, not. But. Well, they were doing that. They were doing a brunch on the last day on the ship, the last full day. <clears throat> they, for the first time, they were doing a brunch for like 150 people, and you could go back and they would tour the kitchens and talk about all the planning and you know, how do they know how many plates of you know fish or chicken or pork or beef what do you, to plan all this food out just for dinner. Yeah. You know, how many, how do you know how many to make ahead of time versus, you know, on the fly kind of thing? Um, and to make sure it's fresh at 530 and then again at 8, eight o'clock. at the two different seatings. Yeah. 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 So, um, plus all the food at the buffet upstairs and, you know, you can order room service at any time. I mean, it's just, yeah. and we thought, oh, that'd be kind of interesting to do. Then we thought, maybe we don't need to know what's happening backstage. <laughs> let's just not. Too much information. Too much information. Let's, <laughs> let's keep the magic. You right. Know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they they had done that. They had offered. Oh, that's offered neat. That. Well, and like at um, uh, AIA National this year in Orlando, they had behind the scenes tours of like Harry Potter, oh, and some of the other areas. So along those same lines, because there is again, you know, it's well obviously at Disney there is very much an architecture that has to happen. Oh yeah. And the people who went to the uh, Harry Potter thing said it is like being in Harry Potter. Wow. I mean, you're walking down Diagon Alley, and it's it's there. Yeah. And so there is that architecture to it. But, you know, you just, I, I don't know that people think about that. I mean, I'm sure regular people don't, you know. Right. We're the ones looking at it going, I wonder how they put that together. I wonder yeah, how that's I wonder built how many interns worked on those drawings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, how, how many bolts did it have to take them to be able to put that together? And, you know, the, the rock climbing wall. And the giant, you know, tube slides that are, you know, mm-hmm. on the boat. And 
you know, all that sort of stuff. Well, and all the decorative stuff and the decorative oh, yeah. lighting and the those unbelievable light fixtures and mm-hmm. and all of those things that maybe in our everyday work we don't have to deal with that or mm-hmm. or have to figure out how to attach those things to, yeah. you know. Well, to keep keep you know because the boat's moving. Oh yeah. There's some. You, uh, it can, you can get that, into seas. There's a little bit of movement to it. Yeah. And yeah, every once in a while you can feel. Well, and there's a vibration out. too. I bet that's something they really have to take into consideration. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know we're talking carpet. Yeah. And the wallpaper and bathrooms and I just it's just it was amazing. So it's kind of fun to do just to to look at it from that aspect, and then to think that there are ships that are bigger. The the um, we were looking at. Of course, Greg's already looking at future cruises. Ooh, we could do transatlantic, <laughs> or we could do the Panama oh, Canal. You he's know, like hooked, huh? the, the Panama Canal from Miami or through oh, the canal, my gosh. and then up to Los Angeles. You know, uh-huh. it's, tw- it's fourteen days. Yeah, and um, he was looking at that, and one of the cruise ships is like sixty-eight hundred people on it. That's that's passengers. Wow, sixty-eight hundred passengers. Yeah, and you look at the photograph of the ship, and it's like. Ours looks like a little dinghy, right? You know, next to it. Yeah, it looks like one of those international tankers that, yeah. right, takes yeah. thousands of containers. Yeah, those container I mean, ships. it's huge, and yeah. this huge outdoor amphitheater at the back of the boat. Oh, that's and fun! Like, how do they, I mean, it's enough that they're doing this with this size. Yeah, but to think that they've got to do it all again with that size, and right. then, of course, we're we're pictures on the boat of them building the ship that we were on, and of course, it's all little boxes, you know. It's these you know, steel boxes that they you uh-huh. know, crane onto, sit on the boat, bolt together, weld together, whatever they do, and then it all magically has to come together. And I'm thinking, the coordination set. Well, you were talking about the specification manual. Mm-hmm. Just for, you know, carpet and furniture and fixtures. And, yeah, you know, the, the thing must be, you know, six volumes of just stuff. Much less than all the coordination drawings of you know knowing that when I put this when I put this box next to this box these two things have to line up right and the plumbing has to work and the electrical has mm-hmm. to work and, and the door has to be in the right space on the corridor what do I do if it's not yeah what do you do if it's not <laughs> it's uh, like, that's kind of a major change order it's like yeah, you're kind of how screwed are you at that point you know well, it just they know that yeah so anyway it was it was fascinating so it was nice to go and a nice getaway anyway. Uh, of course, then like any any trip, you come back and it's a week of okay, which fire gets put out first, and oh, who, yeah. you know, and and of course you don't have unless you pay for Wi-Fi, you don't have your text messaging, you don't have your phone. Ah. Oh. So for a week, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just completely cut off, and um, to the point that when we got. Off the boat, I really didn't want to turn my phone on. I'm like, oh, God, how many text messages are going to be here? How many voicemails? And I'm not, not going to look. Not going to look. <laughs> and because we were with Tony and Greg, they were in the car in front of us, and we were kind of, you know, going, driving back together, so to speak. I thought, well, if they need to stop, we're going to have to get a text message. So I turned my phone on, and I'm like, here we go. And it wasn't as bad as I thought. Oh, okay, good. I did have 289 emails. Well, that's not that bad. No, because most of them were junk. I'm like, la, delete, boom, yeah, la, delete. So, yeah, but uh, it was interesting. I, I think, like I said, you know, most people get on a cruise ship and they just don't think of that. No, yeah, because they're there to escape reality yeah, and have fun. And, yeah, well, it's like going to Vegas. Order a drink and yeah, 
Yeah, you go to Vegas, you're not, you're not, you're like, oh, wow, this looks really great. You're not thinking about how the hell did they build this? <laughs> right. And you're standing in the Bellagio and you're looking up at the ceiling in the lobby and it's all Chihuly glass and, you know, people are just like, wow, that's just beautiful. That's wonderful. And where's the near thinking? What's the armature behind that thing look like? Right. What did the scaffold have to look like to get that to, thing to get up that there? up there in the first place? Because <laughs> it's all multiple pieces. Oh, you know? yeah. It's not like one giant piece they just lift up and put in place. Yeah. Or maybe they did. You know, maybe they did it all level and then pulled it up and anchored it into place. Who knows? I don't know. You know. So anyway. Um, Interesting. So there we go. So I'm, I'm not traveling anymore <laughs> for a while. Are you grounded for a little I'm bit? Grounded for a while. Actually, I've got a... The Knowledge Leadership Assembly for AIA is at the end of uh, June in St. Louis. So I'll get to see the St. Louis Arch for the first time. Oh, cool. Um, and that's at the end of June. And we go to Vegas at the beginning of August for the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. And then, of course, Decadence in September. I'm put in to speak at ArchX in Virginia at the beginning of November. And of course, into December's Key West. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not For sitting still. For heaven's sakes, you are not standing sitting I know. still. I, I was like putting that together in my head going, okay, yeah, it's going to be busy. Yeah. But I'm here at least until, you know, towards the end of June. And, and that conference, the scholarship leader thing is only a couple of days. Okay. But um, I'm sure I'll have something interesting to say about that when I get back. Because it's... It's all the knowledge. It's all the knowledge communities for AIA getting together. All the leadership oh, wow. groups for those those um, communities getting together and talking about what's coming up and what they need to focus on and what direction they're heading. So, cool. Well, we'll yeah. need a report back when you get yeah. back from that. Because it might be like, Haha, yeah, well, I'm done. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a they're really the people I'm working with. It's a really nice group of people, and they've been doing it most of them for a while. Um, so they know all the ins and outs and stuff. And it was nice at conference to be able to put, like, faces with names. That's true. Yeah, that's always fun. That's always fun. a nice yeah. thing. Um, so, yeah. So it was good. So um, I guess that's really about all that's been going on. I mean, it seems like there's should be more to report. I know. I can't believe podcast, we're already but, halfway through May. But yeah. But here just, we are. We're just blowing and going. Just the way it is. Yeah. So anyway, um, hope you guys are all having a good spring and Congratulations to our graduates who yes. just finished up school. Yes. Um, go back and listen to the podcast. Well, we've got a couple of podcasts about, you know, looking for work, and I don't know that any of that's changed. You know, you need to, you know, the big thing, make a list of who you want to work for and start looking and seeing who's hiring. And because mm-hmm. everybody is hiring. Everybody's so busy. Yeah. If you're, if you're a graduate right now, you need to pull up the AIA job board and look because it is just good so check there check your local AIA for job listings because everyone's hiring which is good it is good yeah um, everybody's busy at least here in Texas we are I know Mm -hmm. Uh, but but yeah the national job board is just as busy so good so yeah so um we will catch you guys on the flip side I guess hopefully in a few more weeks instead of another <laughs> three months hopefully um, we're not doing a summer wrap up by the time we talk to you again yeah, hopefully, we'll, we'll try hopefully to make not. that yeah. not happen yeah, I'm not podcasting the day before I leave for decadence just Uh-oh. so you know alright I better get your calendar yeah, get all lined up <laughs> anyway uh, we'll talk to you guys next time and uh, have a good rest of the May yeah everybody take it easy bye bye bye